integration it's the holy grail of it we all have multiple systems out there that we wish talked to each other and we wish data just seamlessly flowed magically from one system to another well just listen to the rest of this episode to find out how i'm mark riddell and this is the texas podcast we publish a new episode every wednesday packed full of it and cybersecurity advice to help businesses like yours to make the right decisions and get the best from your technology investment Make sure to follow TechSess on your favourite podcast player to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Okay, so a little bit of a confession. I feel a bit bad for not telling you all about this sooner. I was down at Terry Watt University recently as part of a course that I'm on called Help to Grow. And during the conversation with some of my peers, it came up that some people wish that they had a solution to integrate systems that don't natively integrate with each other. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who have, you know, two bits of software or services that say, hey, I wish that if I did this or this happened in one bit of software, that something else happened in another one without me having to do it. I think the conversation actually came around because people talked about double data entry and having to manually copy and move data from one system to another, which is you know, really time consuming, isn't a great use of time and costs money. And they wish that there was a way things could just magically happen in the background. Now, of course, nothing magically happens anywhere when it comes to IT. It's all down to very clever people like ourselves and software developers and other great IT companies out there that actually make this stuff happen. However, there are things out there that you can use yourself to get your systems talking without having to go to a software developer or have anything custom written for that to happen. And the system I'm talking about is called Zapier, which is spelled Z-A-P-I-E-R. So you head over to zapier.com, you'll be able to see the website and learn a little bit more about it for yourself. But for this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Zapier, what it can do and the way that we're using it here at M3 Networks. So in a nutshell, Zapier acts as the middleman between two pieces of software and they have integrations with over 5,000 apps. So you're pretty much going to find out that the apps that you're using that aren't talking to each other probably talk or integrate with Zapier and Zapier can connect the two together. Unless you're using something really out there obscure or something really old and obsolete, you'll probably find that the systems are integrated with Zapier and you can use Zapier to get these tools talking to each other. So here's some examples taken straight from Zapier's website. Now, if you've got Facebook leads or Facebook ads and you're using MailChimp to send out emails and things, you can have it so that when a new lead is triggered on Facebook, the subscriber is automatically added to MailChimp and added to a certain list or a certain segment within MailChimp. You can also do things like if someone clicks on a specific link in an email from MailChimp that then you add a tag to that specific contact. So for example, if you send out a link saying, hey, we sell Nike and we sell Adidas trainers and people click the link for their Nike trainers, then you can add a tag to that contact to say, hey, they seem to prefer Nike trainers, right? Now, so far, I've not really found the limits of Zapier. Pretty much everything that I've thought about that I want to do, I have been able to actually do. Assuming that both the systems that you want to talk to each other have integration with Zapier, of course. Now, once you've set up the integration between two systems, this is called a Zap. And I believe you can have three Zaps in your Zapier account for free before you have to pay for a subscription. I've just recently had to take out a paid subscription 
because we have a number of zaps now that takes us over the free limit. But it's not really that expensive either. I think it's about 20 bucks per month or something like that. But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now let's get back to the episode. So the basis of setting up a Zap is basically to start with an app. So which app do you want to take data from or you want to do something with? And then from there, you choose a trigger. So what is going to kick off the automation process? So an example I gave you earlier, it could be that a lead is coming through from Facebook. Then you're going to choose the action of what you want to happen, whether it's to send an email, put that subscriber, that lead into a MailChimp campaign or whatever it is that you need to do. Now, a Zap can have up to 100 actions and automate the entire process, not just a single task. So you can have this entire workflow running in the background that you don't have to have anyone spending any time on doing this. It's a massive time saver. So here's some of the zaps that I have set up for us at M3 Networks. Now, I have it so that in our main remote monitoring and maintenance system that we use, or RMM, which is called ConnectWise, it's a piece of software that a lot of IT companies use to run their business, to manage their tickets and everything else. This system integrates with lots of systems out there, but when it comes to the marketing side of things is pretty poor when it comes to integration. So I've used Zapier to set up integration with ConnectWise to push our contacts or customer contacts into our MailChimp newsletter. So whenever a new customer contact gets added to one of our customers or gets updated, it automatically gets added to our newsletter in MailChimp so that the next time we send out our customer newsletter, those new contacts are automatically added. And that was a huge problem and it was fantastic when I managed to get that solved because we have hundreds, thousands of contacts actually and keeping those in sync with MailChimp was a bit of a headache. Now one of the other things that I've got set up is with Calendly. Now I always struggle to say that so I'm going to avoid saying it as much as possible here. But with Calendly, which is where people can book an appointment in your diary, I wanted it so that when anyone books an appointment, it puts that record into our pipe drive, which is we use for our sales management. It puts that person's contact into our pipe drive leads. So someone goes to the website, they book an appointment, and then it automatically puts the customer's details or the potential customer's details into our lead system. And that's a really cool integration as well, because ultimately we're going to have to manually put that data into the pipe drive system at some point. So it might as well be done automatically. And then one of the other ways to give you another example is that we use a system called Crowdcast, which we've used to run online webinars and things in the past. And we have it set up so that when anyone registers for the webinar in Crowdcast, their contact details are also automatically added into Pipedrive. Now, there's three examples that are huge time savers here because I don't have a huge marketing team. I'm not sure many people listening to this will have a huge marketing team, 
But these are really time-consuming and labour-intensive tasks that, to be honest, no one really wants to do these things. But being able to automate these and just have them run in the background, even while you're sleeping, is fantastic. And I love it. And setting these things up is very, very easy. Takes a few minutes. Um, Yes, it's a bit of trial and error sometimes, but Zapier is really good at being able to allow you to test at each stage when you're setting up a Zap. So if it works, you'll know it works. If it fails, you'll know it fails. Now, one of the downsides is that sometimes when the zaps fail or the testing parts of the zaps fail, it doesn't give you too much feedback as to why it's failing. And you do have to play around with it a few times to kind of get it to work. And I, in the past, admittedly, have struggled with some zaps to get working properly. Usually I'll leave it, come back to it a few days later, and then I'll try it again. And I'll be like, okay, it works now because I just did something wrong or something the last time. So you definitely have to kind of understand how Zapier works and the triggers and what needs to happen to achieve the outcome that you want. But it's all doable. As always, as I say at the end of every episode of TechSess, if you want a free 15-minute consultation with me to discuss anything that we've discussed in this episode, if you want help with Zapier, I'm happy to do that then please head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash meet Mark. It's absolutely free with no obligation. And I'd be delighted to have a chat with you to see how I can help or to talk about any other aspect of your IT or cybersecurity or whatever. And if you're also a cyclist and you just want to talk about bikes and cycling stuff, then yeah, more than happy to grab a coffee and have a chat about that too. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk. Okay. Okay.